nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. I'm rolling, little Wayne. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 542, January 20, Inauguration Day 2021. 52 degrees was the high on this day in 1908 and 32 below in 1888. But remember, we have a climate crisis. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I know that telling you, I know that telling you that it was 52 degrees in 1908 doesn't mean anything or prove anything, except it does to me, because the sweet rhythms of nature just haven't changed in the last 150 years, uh, and we don't know before that. But, you know, it's 52 was the high on this day in 1908. Tomorrow the high might be 55 in 2012. It's just nature is not able to be controlled by man. Nature will do what nature does. But starting today, Joe, we're going to take care of all of that. Yeah, I know. You're wrong, Such. Today, it's over for nature. We, we got you under control. Mm-hmm. Under my thumb. <laughs> well, President Biden uh, attempts, will, will not attempt, uh, President Biden will undo many of the Trump executive orders. That's his prerogative, and uh, we should allow him to enjoy his inauguration day uh, without... <laughs> No, it's fine. It's great. It's great. It's great. We'll catch you tomorrow. See you later. (laughs) No, it was peaceful. It was calming. He can give a good speech. And uh, let's see what happens. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to be joined by Megan Clority. She's with WTOP in Washington, D.C. She's their chief inauguration reporter. She's on the inauguration desk. And uh, we thought it might be interesting to touch base with uh, someone in the very heart of the action. Uh, President Trump flew away this morning on Air Force One. He did not attend the inauguration. Mike Pence did. Uh, Looked like a beautiful day, albeit a bit chilly. And uh, a new order is in place. So here we go. I should uh, make one quick announcement because our main contact at WTOP is the news director, and her name is Julia, and she's fantastic. But... With as much as she's been helping us out, you know, coordinating a lot of guests over these last couple of weeks, um, we are ringing up one hell of a bar tab for her when she comes to town. So, Joe, just be prepared that that's going to have to be taken care of. Why uh, would it be me? Well, why, why because, I mean, that's kind of, you know, you're right. So, Joe will take care of you when you come to town. And- Such, a mutual <laughs> friend of ours lives up here sent me a photo of one of the guardsmen um, at the Capitol grounds mm-hmm. holding, his, uh, holding his firearm. Mm-hmm. No magazine in it. <laughs> really? Well, I hope nothing happens then. He could just as well be holding a bouquet of flowers. <laughs> <laughs> and again, uh, riotous behavior is has been forecasted for the nation's capital cities. It's not happening. No. It's not happening. No. We have to push back against that narrative. There, there, there is no. Uh, let's just keep doing the math. There's 74 million people voted for Trump, and 73 million 990 thousand of them aren't nuts. So, you could say the same thing about the Democrats. 75 million people voted for Biden, and only about a thousand of them, 10,000 of them, are Antifa or whatever. They, you know, push comes to shove, they couldn't overthrow a post office. So, uh, I think we're fine in that regard, and I don't anticipate violence uh in this country i certainly don't don't wish not in the not in the capital anyway such but antifa's got posters up all over portland announcing the uh the next riot that they're gonna hold so you know business as usual out in the left coast but won't the comeback just be well the reason there hasn't been any is because 
we took such a proactive approach uh, to, to bring about well, calm. Course. That's that will be of the course. comeback. That's fine. And I said yesterday, it's probably very wise counsel to have so much security on hand at the state capitol in St. Paul. My my concern is if that's going to become the norm. And I'm, I'm rooting for it, of course, not to become the norm. Sure. Uh, I don't know if the fencing will stay up, for example. Uh, I... I uh, I, I fear that it could. It, it's a bad optic to have the fences around the seats of freedom all around the country. Uh, there is no fence uh, in the uh, in Garage Logic, except around the golf course, which is called Creature Path, and that's only because the creature doesn't escape. But there, we have no fences around City Hall and Garage Logic, nor are there any fences around the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, continue to lead our lives swimmingly, uh, and things are good. The sun came up today, and DK Mags opens at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. sure did. Yep. Here's the poster that uh, is uh, being posted around uh, Portland. What's J20 mean? Anyway, it says J20, bleep the state, bleep Biden, land back, bleep 12, January 20th, Revolution Hall, meet at 2 p.m., move at 3 p.m., no streamers, no peace police. And there's an image of a Capitol building uh, with flames uh, engulfing it. So, you know, that's not being stopped. I, I, you know what I was made privy to today? The, the tinfoil hat-wearing people noted that while Trump gave his farewell remarks out at Andrew's joint base, there were 13 flags behind him. And the letter Q was the 13th letter in the alphabet, so obviously that was sending a signal to QAnon. That's the tinfoil hat people. Uh, G- disrupt J20 is an organization that protested and attempted to disrupt events at the presidential inauguration of Donald Trump, which occurred on January 20th, 2017. The group was founded in July of 2016 and publicly launched on November 11th after Trump won the presidential election. Uh, their protests were part of a wider array of protests that organized both locally and nationally from a more ex- extensive initial plan. I will say this about Trump. From the moment, well, actually started starting before he got elected, he was treated horribly uh, by the press and a lot of the people on the third rail of the political class. But yeah. the, if only he had reacted better to that. Right. That's, that's where he failed. He, he, we learned that his skin could not take it, too thin. If only he had reacted better to that, uh, we well, would not be having a lot of the problems we're having now. Because they knew he was going to rattle the cage of the third rail. Right? Are you, uh, Absolutely. Are you, Joe, are you referring to this piece by uh, Keith Burris from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette? Uh, in today's op-ed in the Star yes, Tribune? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Trump yes. was badly treated, but his reaction to that treatment was worse. Yeah, it made it worse. It made it worse. Yeah. yeah. Megan Clarity? I think I, Mr. Reavers is attempting to speak with her as we speak. He's on the phone right now. Say, mm-hmm. speaking of 13 flags, I have one of those 1976 throwback flags in the office. Yeah. It, it's got 13 stars on it. So that represents the original 13 colonies, 13 states, does it not? Yeah. Anyway, I think she's ready here, Suj. Hi, Megan. Hey there. How are you guys? uh, Megan, you're with WTOP. Uh, Pronounce your last name for me. Clority. Megan, uh, where are you right now in Washington? I am in a very unexciting spot, unfortunately, to tell you guys. I'm, I'm in the newsroom. Um, we have a ton of people out, and so mm-hmm. I am the breaking news reporter today, sort of taking in all of these little pieces, monitoring security, if there's any kind of concerns going on, you know, that we that jump to our attention, and just letting people know what's going on on TV and in Washington. Fortunately, there has been no uh, urgency, has there? There has not. There's been a couple, you know, little one-offs where people maybe saw a suspicious vehicle or thought there was a package somewhere, but nothing has amounted to anything, which is good news. Um, What's the weather like there today? What's the weather like there today? Is it chilly? It's cold windy, although, you know, I'm I'm sort of glad, you know, while I I love Minnesota, I'm sort of glad we're not there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I imagine it's a little colder there today. Um, Yeah, we had a couple snowflakes, but just windy and, I mean, honestly, it's a sunny day in January, so I don't know how much more you could ask for. I think we're all thankful that it went peacefully. And uh, for the most part, the inauguration itself has concluded, correct? 
It has, yes. Um, it, it's sort of interesting because, you know, the pomp and circumstance ends, but then they still have about 10 hours of programming ahead of them. Um, President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. Interestingly, I, I, I find this interesting. I don't know if you guys will, but they do a pass and review of the readiness of the U.S. military. It's a very longstanding mm-hmm. tradition that's part of this peaceful transition of power. So that's what they're doing at 140. And then at 230, they go with former presidents Obama, Bush, and Clinton and their spouses to Arlington National Cemetery to participate in a wreath-laying ceremony there at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Um, and it kind of proceeds from there. I mean, there's, there's military escorts. Then you have the parade that we're all used to seeing down Pennsylvania Avenue. That's not happening this year. Um, no. They're doing a virtual parade across America, as I'm sure you guys have, have talked about. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a very interesting day, sort of a departure from tradition and a staunch upholding of tradition, a mix of both, you know? Have you been in Washington for prior inaugurations? I have. I actually grew up in Washington. Um, oh, and then right. I've been working here. Yeah, I know, one of the few. <laughs> and I've been working here for about uh, 10 years or so. So I've, I've covered a few of them. And to say this is different is just the understatement of the century. I mean, right. yeah. walking yeah. around D.C., it's just so interesting. It feels, I mean, no one's down there. No one yeah. is on the streets of D.C. at all. And I think that also speaks to the respect that people here have for, you know, making sure this does go off peacefully and, and continues to. Um, they don't want it. You know, it's almost like, you know, when you pull up to an airport and the, the guards come out and say, hey, can you move along? Can you move along? You know, you, mm-hmm. if you're not picking somebody up, do another loop. It's like mm-hmm. that. If you're standing out there too long, the National Guard will say, hey, you know, let's, let's move along here. So they really don't want you down there and it's better not to be there. So it's kind of like a ghost town right now. Well, does it feel like right now it's okay to exhale? I, I, we're over the hump of any mm. problems that might have arisen, do you think? I mean, I want to say yes. I, I think that that is probably the most, you know, secured part of this entire day. And obviously, you know, they've been planning security, especially since what happened two weeks ago at the Capitol. Everything has ratcheted up. Um, I think you can exhale a little bit, but, I mean, just myself – it's a long day, and there's a lot of different stops, and there's, there's a lot of people, um, you know, who, who don't agree with this, with this inauguration. So you, you kind of want to hold on and just, you know, once we're into tomorrow, I feel a little bit better. But so far, so but, good. I mean, I think it, to the credit of this administration, I mean, they were able to pull this off uh, despite all the security concerns. Uh, well, what we've been postulating here the past couple of days and it's my opinion that the vast majority of americans just want to get along now and let's move on let's not keep anticipating violence because it's not happening it's not happening anywhere it's not happening which we're grateful for yeah i I completely agree i mean the less we're thinking about it the the better because everyone just kind of calms down a little bit i think you can only stay stay tense for so long Um, although you know it was only two weeks ago that this happened in dc and obviously something that we've never seen happen before in our lifetime. So it's kind of hard to move on from that, um, especially it just seems like two weeks ago, you know, you didn't even know this was going to be pulled off, to be honest with you. I mean, I was wondering right. if the Capitol would even be open again or how they would, you know, are they going to move the event? How, how crazy would that be? But you're right. I mean, nothing has happened. Hopefully nothing will happen and we can all, you know, move forward in a peaceful way. Oh, well, Megan, speaking of that, um, by the way, I'm Kenny, one of the sycophants here. Um, <laughs> Um, speaking <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> of moving on, do you anticipate the fences, the gates, the barriers, the barbed wire, and all of that going away and everything returning to normal there? Gosh, I hope so. I mean, it's Mayor Bowser, who is the mayor of D.C. here, um, has been working with uh, the Secret Service and uh, U.S. Park Police to ensure that basically what's on federal land and what's on D- stays on federal land and not in D.C., um, we have a very interesting situation here where, you know, the U.S. Capitol and U.S. Park Police patrol federal land, which is smack dab in the middle of our city. Um, and right. she has no authority there. So it's really a, a, a very po- important partnership. And she has said that she wants it to come down as quickly as possible because it's the people's house and it's the cool. people's land and it's taxpayer land. That right. said, there is so much, I mean, infrastructure. There is so much fencing and barbed wire, as you said, that can't just, you know, you can't just pull that down in a snap. So right. I imagine it'll take a week or so. I mean, I, I can't imagine they can get it down that quickly. Is that fencing post two weeks ago? What? Uh, I, don't, I don't understand. Y- yes. I, you know what? It's an interesting question because I know there was fencing up around the mall, 
but I think that they get added to it. I don't think oh. they had the barbed wire. I think the barbed right. wire was added. And they also made it so it couldn't be scalable. I don't even know what that means. Because <laughs> I wouldn't right. try to scale a fence. I'm, I'm not that agile. But um, they made it so these fences are kind of like, you know, there's no way to dig your foot in and, and get a foothold and pull up. So um, a lot of it, I think, was reinforced is the long answer to your question. Megan, you well, mentioned some of the damage uh, two weeks ago that was done inside of the Capitol. How much repair has been done and how much is still needed um, to get back to what it was you know, 15 days ago? I don't, I don't have the answer to that because I don't cover the Capitol. Our Mitch Miller is there, and he actually has been going back every day. He said that initially, like the next day, they had put in a, um, a magnetometer where you walk through and to, you know, to scan you for any kind of weapons that you may be carrying, any kind of metals. And um, lawmakers, some of them were offended by that, think, saying, hey, it wasn't us that, that did this. You know, I'm just coming to work. But um, security was increased. I know there were a couple of doors broken down, like in the interior, into people's offices. Nancy Pelosi's office, for one, I, I, I saw myself. So I, I doubt <laughs> that they, I mean, they had more important things to worry about sure, than a door. Sure. So it, it, it would make sense to me that there's a lot more repair to go on. But I think the cleanup is done because it had to be. Um, but I imagine there are some repairs that, that still need to be done. It's pretty amazing that that, that happened. It's, um, I, 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 it's hard to put to words. What was your role two weeks ago in the newsroom? What was your role, or were you on scene? <laughs> Listen to this. I was on my honeymoon. Oh, and wow. I, and, I, and I married a National Guardsman. Oh, so wow. our phones just basically started blowing up. <laughs> wow. And we actually cut it short. We didn't go anywhere. We just you know, went out of town for a, for a few days. But we came back because what a day um, yeah. for both of, our, you know, both of our industries. What I did, I started calling. I'm a crime and courts reporter here for the most part, you know, in non-pandemic times, which seems so far away now. <laughs> um, so most of my contacts are in police. So I actually just started putting out a lot of calls to, you know, what this means. And on a local front, you know, we're talking about what streets are actually closed. Like, I'm trying to get home from work. How do I do that? I mean, mm -hmm. things that matter locally more so than nationally. But, um, yeah, we were, both of us just kind of turned to each other and said, hey, I guess the honeymoon's over. <laughs> and, and picked up our phones and started working because it was too important. Did he get called back to his unit? He did not. He's actually um, active guard for, for North Carolina, and he's stationed ah. up here. But, um, yeah, but, but he is in charge of logistics, and, it, you know, it, there was a question, as I'm sure you guys will remember, of what's going on with the D.C. National Guard. Can they yeah, deploy, right. can they not, because they're at the, yeah. um, the discretion of the president. And so there was a big question there, and, and that was his, his concern that day. So, but honestly, I didn't really bother myself with what he was doing. I was trying to keep up right. with what was happening real time. So. Right. Well, Megan Clority, uh, we hope you have peace the rest of the day. We hope the whole country does, and I think we will. I think we will, too, and, and we can only hope so. But so far, so good, and a really a momentous day in this country's history, and one I hope will uh, stand the test of time as far as peace goes. That is what we need in this country right now. Thank you guys very much for having me. Thanks, Thank Megan. you. Thank you very much. Megan Clority from WTOP, which is the hot newsroom in D.C. The best uh, news station in the country. No mm -hmm. questions asked. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cheer ability. For peace. The ability to scale a fence is uh, it's all determined by the amount of alcohol that you've consumed. Right. So I still say some of those climbers two weeks ago were really good climbers. Yeah, and then if some you know of what them I looked mean. like. Yeah, I do. But then some of them looked like me. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And they just fell down. They just they would get halfway up and just land on their butt on the ground. They couldn't, yep. they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Well, we'd like to send her a red Savoy pizza, but I'm not going to because that would be too much work. So we're just going we're just, we're just to keep. I'd like to send red Savoy pizza to the WTOP newsroom. But again, that's too much work. We're going to keep it to ourselves. It's a Twin Cities treasure. You don't think Reed would deliver all the way to D.C.? You don't think I he's going to be up so. for that? Okay. It's a Twin Cities treasure. It's been a treasure since 1965 at the original location on 7th Street in St. Paul, Earl Red Schoenheider with that fabulous original soda-style recipe. That's S-O-T-A. And that recipe is the recipe you're going to get no matter where you get a Red Savoy's. And there are locations now everywhere in the Twin Cities, Apple Valley, Blaine, Burnsville, Egan, uh, Eden Prairie, Edina, Hugo, Lakeville this coming month. 
Osseo, Roseville, St. Louis Park, downtown St. Paul, east side of St. Paul on White Bear Avenue, St. Paul on Snelling, that's my location, Vadness Heights, and Woodbury. And if you wish, uh, get to the Reds Savoy app. Download the Reds, R-E-D apostrophe, yes, Reds Savoy app. You're going to get rewards like free cheese bread on the first order or free pizza on your birthday and, most importantly, access to happy hour pricing. But rest assured, you're going to get the best soda-style pizza that's ever been made, and it's been made now for since 1965, and uh, it is spread throughout the Twin Cities, cut into squares just like it should be, all of that since 1965. Red Savoy. Hey, dealers, make sure you save the date for Saturday, February 27th. Spare Key, a nonprofit that helps families in medical crisis, is hosting Hope Across America, a virtual celebration with exciting surprises, entertainment, raffles, and a special live auction. You can join Steve Patterson from My Talk 107.1 and Twin Cities Live, along with other surprise celebrities in celebrating Spare Key, serving families in all 50 states across America on February 27th at 7 p.m. To register, just go online. Head to sparekey.org slash events. wonder if squirrels are good eating. Oh, boy. Here's a man who spends hours at hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe you like a good squirrel, Joey? I try it. (laughs) My kid eats them. What do you you mix it with? Well, if I know, I won't let him do it in my house. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, he goes out squirrel hunting and, you know, and I've told him if you're going to shoot it, you're going to eat it. You're not going to just shoot it and let it lay. So he, he does. And he says, it's really good. Really good. Hmm. Listen to this lineup. Northrop Grumman, General Dynamics Ordnance, Magellan Aerospace, Aerojet Rocketdyne, uh, Empire Caterpillar and X-ray. No, no, no. This is complicated. Aircraft X-ray Laboratories. What the what? These are some big names, and I could go on with names like this all day. These are just some of the corporations that are looking for grads from trainingndt.com to do the non-destructive testing for them. So how cool would it be to work for, like, let's say, a General Dynamics Ordinance? I don't know if that's top secret work, but I'd certainly tell my friends and family that. How's your day, honey? Uh, I that's can't a, talk about it. That's I can't talk classified. About it. It's classified. Uh, dear, uh, I told you to stop asking. Quit asking me that. Uh, the website is trainingndt.com, and everything else you need to know about in education, and then a fun career doing non-destructive testing is right there. GLers, you know, you've heard me say it. It's our answer to the failed academy, and with a 93% placement rating, the jobs not only waiting for you, but they come to you after your six months of online study and then that one month for hands-on work in their new facilities in Baxter. And, and that's when the corporations from around the globe show up to cherry-pick their next non-destructive testing techs. It could be you, and boy, I, I wish it were me. Uh, it's a great investment with a great staff, great online course, just a, just a wonderful school. Check it all out trainingndt.com get signed up and enjoy the rest of your life trainingndt.com you know what that really means 50 years ago a guy was told to go inspect a bridge and he brought a great big mallet with him and he started banging the hell out of the bridge abutments yeah yeah. Now you take these sophisticated pieces of technological machinery out there. You got a stethoscope around your neck. You got meters and dials to read, and bang, bang, boom! You get back in your pickup truck and you file your report. <laughs> I spun when I was a, when I was in my twenties. I spun a main bearing on my big Bronco, and uh, my grandpa comes up with a broom handle. He puts it down on the lower part uh, of the engine, puts it up against his ear, and says, "Spin it over." And that's how he, he goes, oh, you spun a main bearing. I'm like, what? Okay. What? what? You just listened to a broom handle. Grandpa. How can he listen what? through a broom handle? I don't know, Joe. I have no idea. But I think it's. I think uh, technology has advanced beyond broom handles. I, I, I find it interesting that while we're grateful for peace, we're, we're grateful for nonviolence, uh, that's not good enough for demonstrators in Minneapolis today. Oh, uh, they intend to take to the streets because they don't believe Biden will do enough for them. Uh, they came forward with a list of demands. They represent a broad coalition of organizations from Black Lives Matter to Minnesota Workers United. 
We want an end to the Muslim ban. We, we want to defend DACA and TPS at one activist at Tuesday's event. They call it the People's Agenda. It's an effort to meet the demands of working people, immigrants, and communities of color and undo some of the policies under the Trump administration. During a transition of power, organizers say the rally is a move to hold new leadership accountable. So people think we might be hard on Trump. We're not. I mean, uh, Biden? No. I'm, give Biden his day. Give Biden his wonderful inauguration day. These people want to hold him accountable. Biden is already going back on his word by extending the timeline for his immigration rehaul. He now estimates that any changes to Trump's asylum restrictions will take at least six months, and we refuse to accept this delay. Justice delayed is just a, justice denied, said Zarlshat Niaz of Minnesota Immigrants' Rights Action Committee. Less than 24 hours before taking office, the Biden administration's initiatives are taking shape. Priorities call for improving COVID-19 response and overturning some of Trump's actions, which include ending the so-called Muslim ban. For this group, it's a start. We know that holding Biden and his administration to their promises will take a lot of work, said Zaralasht Niaz. Protesters are planning to gather near South High School in Minneapolis this afternoon at 5 p.m. So you might have a care if that's your commute area. You might have to make a move because uh, Biden has not been in office yet for an hour, and we're already having a demonstration. And not by the evil right wing, but by the uh, progressives who want to guarantee that he takes care of them uh, in as many ways as possible. We're south on 31st Street and about 21st Avenue, if I remember Mm -hmm. right, just Mm -hmm. spitballing that area. Mm -hmm. Do they say where they're going from there, or are they just going to hang out there? I think they're just going to hang. I don't know. They're just going to hang. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jordy notes there are about 3 million miles of pipelines crisscrossing the United States. They operate safely. Uh, and uh, Joe is going to come in, and uh, he wants to he wants to kill that off, and that's uh, a lot of oil that's going to be going somewhere else. It's just a shame. Uh, I, I'm a fan of the uh, Keystone Project, but uh, I'm just a city. At, what do I know? So I can't... Uh, I can't get too worried. Well, that's because you hate the earth, Joe. That's why you're a fan I do. Of I know oil. I'm not a fan of the earth. I think the earth's a problem. I don't uh, I don't really want the earth as much as other people want the earth. Uh, Lisa Bender's all riled up. Oh, plastic bags. Is it plastic bags? No, Bike she lanes. wants she wants Fry to reopen 38th in Chicago. She's taking Ooh. a strong stance after all these months. Uff. She's holding <laughs> Fry to an ultimatum. <laughs> These guys, they love. <laughs> They're eating themselves oh alive. <laughs> the intersection doesn't, of doesn't the intersection Fry also of, want to open it, Joe? Oh I think he does. <laughs> the intersection of 38th and Chicago was blocked off shortly after Floyd's oh death. Uh, Mayor Fry says clearly we need a decision about removing the barriers that block the intersection, but the mayor has both the responsibility and authority to make that decision based on over 80 community meetings that have taken place since May, said Bender. Bender said a decision has been made to clear the barricades in August, and that was later withdrawn, even though Small Fry had full authority as mayor to clear the area without city council approval. She added that if Fry refused to take his mayoral powers to reopen the intersection, she would set it in motion using the city council's legislative process. According to the statement, Fry wanted to send a letter of approval signed by city council members to community leaders before reopening the area, but Bender called that an end run around both the mayor's powers and the city council. These morons are now squabbling with each other about reopening an intersection that should have been opened June 5th. Right. In previous decisions, city leaders have cited accessibility for city services, uh, such as first responders, public transit, and snow plows as paramount for reopening the intersection. Business owners in the area have said barricades have been a sore spot for their business as well. The owner of Cup Foods threatens to sue the city. But get this, these people have not been able to open an intersection. Yep. Right. In the largest in the larger scheme of governing the city of Minneapolis, you would think that it could have been done with a snap of a finger. Did you catch that Fry has written 80 letters to the community around there, the people lingering in malignant idleness, uh, essentially crying on their shoulders saying, can I please reopen this now? Can I please reopen this now? 
These people cannot open an intersection and they're governing your city. They can't get that open. Joe, he couldn't open a can of Pringles. Give me a break. <laughs> you know, um, that area now is is a right where they go, the kids at night that do the carjacking. They grab the car, they run right over to that area because they know the cops won't go in there. Well, it's a safety zone for them. It's a crime-free yeah. zone. You can't yeah. get in there and arrest anybody. No, not crime-free zone. It's a uh, enforcement-free zone. Uh, enforcement-free zone for it, crime, yeah. It's happened the last couple of nights in a row. And hats off to Bobby and Steve's. Man, you guys are bold. They actually went in there yesterday and grabbed one of these uh, carjacked cars that was abandoned in there. <laughs> That's pretty badass, if you ask me. No kidding. Good job, fellas. Just imagine that. A mayor and a city council of a major city in America can't get one measly little intersection open. They can't do it. They're incompetent. They're afraid to be bold. They're afraid to take a stand. They're waiting for permission. Now, I'm all for uh, the government acquiescing to the citizens. That isn't what this case is about. This case is about the, uh, the politicians acquiescing to criminals is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So this is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. So and we, it doesn't make any difference where you are. 38th in Chicago. Mean? Seattle. Portland. Yep. Right. So when do they do it? I know we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. When do they do it? Do they sneak in in the middle of the night and open everything up and then uh, post police there? Or do we call, call in the guard? The guard has all the equipment to remove the barriers and all the garbage. They could do it. Whenever the next sub-zero forecast is, go in there. You know, when it's nice and cold, maybe a little bit of snow, and that's when yeah. you go in. I don't even put the city workers, the, the, the guys and gals in the trucks and whatnot, in jeopardy. Just bring the guard in, armed. With magazines in their firearms, I'll tell you about that off. Oh, no, I did tell you that about that already. Um, and do it in the middle of the night. Yep. Remove all that stuff and then hang out for a couple of days. I yeah. couldn't disagree with you more. Oh, why? 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 I would bring in the forklifts. I would do it in broad daylight, and I would just say bleep you if you didn't like it. All right. We're opening the intersection. But the problem Taxpayers is, pay for this. But the problem yeah. is, what Kenny's referring to, Joe, is to try to limit the amount of violence because... There's yeah. a lot of people that are in there that are armed. Yeah, and I'm worried, kind of worried about our, our guys and gals in blue. You know, um, you know, I, I don't want them shot at. I don't want them to have to get into needless fights. Well, and, I, I don't either. Obviously, of course I. Don't. But I like I like what your idea. I like the statement, uh, and I think um, what is the phrase we use? Uh, what you see matters. Uh, perception, something, something. Yeah, I, I like I like the point that your uh, your idea makes. In right other in words, the of the it, day. in other words, you're advocating you're advocating for the city to act in cowardice. I, I, yeah, I see that point. I do, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I don't want shots fired. I don't want no, violence. Nor do I. I We're I don't, sick of that. I, I, I because I'm anticipating that it can be done without shots fired. The mayor says to uh, Andrea Jenkins, who represents the area, look. You get the word out, and you get it out now. The barriers are coming out of there, and I don't want any problems. In addition, I don't want you to cause any problems, and if you do, I'm going to hold you accountable. There's no tough talk in that city hall. It's all salon gibberish. We need to focus on what we should be focused on if there's a focus. No, (laughs) you know, what the hell are you people talking about? The role is to be able to have a vision of what it means for us to have a strong um, focus on what should police be focusing on. I don't know why I don't understand that, Joe. The one thing I do think we should do, Joe, is do it unannounced. No letters, no announcements, no press conferences. Just go in there and do it. And you know what? I, I do like your idea of the middle of the day. The way I do it is, if I was mayor, I'd talk to Jenkins. I'd say, I don't care what you have to do, Andrea. You get your ass over there, and you tell these people, the fort is over. The street's going to reopen. You do what you got to do to keep the peace. That's this is ridiculous. your job, right. Yeah. But like you said earlier, a mayor with balls would have had that thing open right away. What did you say, June 5th? Right away. I'll give you till June 5th. Yeah, right away. It's just become a... A camp of endangerment. 
Uh, people get shot in there, and the cops can't even get in there to help. It's yeah. just it's the inmates are, are running that asylum, and it's not working out. Remember the list of demands? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was it? Four hundred grand they wanted? Something like that. Yeah. A little hush money. A little yeah. hush money. Yeah. <laughs> A little protection money. You need that large bills. Well, it doesn't make any difference where you are. Two males assaulted uh, employees at Talbot's in St. Paul's Highland Park uh, yesterday. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, on Monday afternoon. Officers responded to Talbot shortly after 5 p.m. Monday. We're told two males came in the store on Cleveland and Highland Parkway and were walking around but didn't appear to be looking for anything in particular. Uh, said Steve Linders, a St. Paul police spokesman. A worker asked if they needed assistance, and they said they did not. Well, right away, you, the red flag should have gone up because what are two guys doing in a woman's clothing store? They're teenagers. One of the males went into an area where the safe is, and the worker sold, sold them. Customers are not allowed in that area, and he had to leave. So he had, then he hit the 20-year-old uh, worker there who told him that, demanded she open the safe, continued to strike her with his fists, and threw her into her 38-year-old co-worker, Linder said. The suspect jumped on top of the younger woman and kept hitting her. The 38-year-old was also assaulted. The attack lasted for about three minutes. The males ran out of the store with the two employees' purses. So they they never did get the safe open. Paramedics treated the 20-year-old employee for a cut on her head, a bloody nose, and dizziness. The 38-year-old had a bloody mouth and jaw. One of the suspects was described as a 14- to 15-year-old black male, Five feet six inches to five feet ten inches tall and 120 pounds. Slender Bill, I'm sorry, Slender Build, wearing a black puffy coat with the hood up, ripped black or gray skinny jeans and black tennis shoes. The other suspect was said to be a 15 to 16 year old black male, six feet tall, 150 pounds, medium build, wearing a green camouflage hooded sweatshirt with the hood up. There was lettering on one side of the hood and black sweatpants. Another witness said they looked to be in their teens or 20s. No one was under arrest as so of they Tuesday. Must, they must have been on break from distance learning that I'm going to guess. Were they on lunch break then from distance well, learning? It was 5, 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said during the day. Chris, they had completed their studies for oh, the day. That's true. You're probably right, Kenny. They didn't, probably didn't have any homework after the right. fact. So yeah, This is know. utterly feral behavior. This is feral youth. And where is Melvin Carter? Is he in Washington for the inauguration, I wonder? Where are Melvin Carter's ambassadors? Where are Melvin Carter's community safety activists to run to the scenes of these deals and talk these two young men off the ledge? Where are they? He's got a cabinet of about 480,000 people, none of whom have a job that can be defined by achievement. In the meantime, in the meantime, doesn't matter where you are, 50th in France, Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul. Just walk into a store at 5 o'clock in the afternoon and beat up two females who were in there. Unbelievable. unbelievable. You know, this yes. is why, oh, go ahead, Kenny. why firearms and ammunition is flying off the shelves. That's why everybody now is uh, getting their permit to carry because, you know, they're, they're, there's going to be pushback. And uh, eventually we're going to see these kids like this getting their brains blown out. Well, let's talk about that. Do you really want the 20-year-old at Talbot's to be packing and then shoot this kid? Well, that's I, just it. How much there's trouble would she be in? How much trouble oh, yeah. would she be in? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, well, if she's afraid for her life and defending herself, uh, none. You know, for all we know, Talbot's probably has one of those policies where the employees are instructed not to take action. But yeah, that and plus, um, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, they're looking for they're looking for easy victims. You know, they're not looking for guys like Reavers. You know, dummies like me that look like I might I might have something up my sleeve. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're looking for the twenty year old that can't defend themselves. So you're right. Uh, it's a shame the two women, I don't mean to denigrate them in any way. For all I know, their red flags did go up immediately. But uh, I suppose, look at the other danger. I was going to say, the minute two young black kids walk into a high-end woman's clothing store, they should have been alarmed. But then I suppose they would have been accused of racism. Sure. Right? Yep. They would have been accused of racism. So <clears throat> after oh. the program yesterday... Uh, I had to do some stuff around here, and then I met a friend over uh, in northeast Minneapolis, which is the first time I've been there in at least a year and a half. 
and so we met at the PNA Club. Are you guys familiar with that? It's right next to the 331 Club. I'm not. It's kind of a banquet hall. You'd have a wedding there, a bar mitzvah, whatever. And um, we taped a, uh, his podcast. He's a friend of mine. We left. I left that building at about 8.30 at night, and it didn't even occur to me exactly where I was and what time it was. And I'm thinking... I'm going to get jumped here. It's like, that's the first thought that crossed my mind. And it, it's, it's such a shame what's happened to the city, the, to these two cities. Did you see the, the St. Thomas students who got robbed at gunpoint yeah. on Selby and Dayton or Selby near Creton? Well, right. okay, that shouldn't happen, but it was three in the morning. I suppose when you're in college, being out at three in the morning is a fairly normal occurrence. Yeah. But but it doesn't surprise me that something happened at 3 in the morning. Get back to Talbot's, high-end women's clothing store. You know what it's going to come to? Uh, people will have to be buzzed in. Yeah. Well. You know, some matron's going to stand there and say, I want to buy a dress, and they're going to let her in. And after- now, now the two black kids are at the door, and, they're, and, and so what do you do? If you don't buzz them in, you're a racist. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't even say black. I'd just say any male in his teens wanting to get into a woman's clothing store. Good point. Uh, Good point. I've got, I've got some questions for you, kid, before you come in. Yeah. What size is the, your mom that you're buying a dress for? You know what I mean? Ask the, yeah, you could ask. You're right. Take, take skin color out of it. If it's a 15-year-old yeah. guy, say, what do you want? He says, well, I'm going to buy a dress for my mother. What does she want? Well, she wants an Ann Klein. It's a size 7. This is going to be an anniversary present or a birthday present for her. And ask a few more questions. Maybe you'd be convinced to let the guy in. You seem to know come a lot in, about kiddo. design, Joe. Come on in. Yeah. I don't know anything about no, design. No, you say, come on in, rookie. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got nail polish here? <laughs> but think about that, what you just mentioned. The added cost now that a store like that, that barely survived the last mm-hmm. nine months, and now they're going to have to take all this added measure to just just to ensure that the people that do decide to go in their shop are going to be safe. Or they're well, going to have to put in a security guard. They right. can't afford that. I know, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You are trapped by your accusations of racism if you would have confronted those kids. Because the world doesn't want to deal anymore with moral clarity. It only wants to deal with identity politics. And and these two women, I'm going to get back to the point I was originally trying to make uh, without denigrating them. Wouldn't you think that almost instantaneously they should have, I don't know what, press a button somewhere? Uh, they had to know, wait a minute, why are two young kids in here with hoods up clearly not intending to buy a dress? Right. I don't know what to expect of the women. I don't mean to pile well, on to them. Yeah. I don't know what they should have done. No, we, yeah, right. <clears throat> one of them's 20, and one of them's 38. And uh, they got roughed up. They got beat up. And lost their purse, which I suppose means their phone and their keys and their wallets and their credit cards and what else. Yeah. It's right across the street from Molar Jewelers. They've taken the steps. They, that's a buzz-in situation. And it has so, been for a long time. Which I think is new. entirely justifiable. They've got oh, it's, no, it's, it's brilliant. gems yeah. and Rolexes and everything else. Yeah. And, and, and they have every right in the world to, uh, to study their clientele. Every right, right. in the world. So what's keeping these places now because of, you know, the restrictions that were in place and now the rise in crime, what's keeping Talbots from just Tal- Talbots? Is that what it's called? Yes. From saying to hell with it. We're, we're moving to, you know, Lakeville. I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, I'd have to ask the CP who might know a little bit about Talbots. More than I would, she, for example. She doesn't send you over there to pick up no. pantyhose? No, no. <laughs> I don't know Whatever a damn thing about it. Mm. And uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. These two women were injured, and uh, they were injured by two young people who have no moral foundation, no moral and ethical foundation. And you know what? They probably will never get caught. Nope. And if they do, nothing will come of it. Well, Joe, that's because you're speaking of a place of white privilege. You didn't do your prepping very well, Elisa. I'm black. I'm black. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, let's have a little drink of water time out for the mayor, shall we? We will, but first, speaking of high-end clothing, how about our friends at the Chill Boys? Uh, GLers, thanks to all of you that have made the switch to Chill Boys, just like the Garage Logic crew has uh, just about a year ago, as a matter of fact. It is the most comfortable pair of underwear that you will Chris. ever put on your naked body, Chris, Kenny. Uh, Chris. Yes. You know how we kind of order uh, Grundhoffers around and tell them what we want and... Uh, they have to acquiesce. Don't try to use big words. You can't do Spence, that uh, word. Spence, uh, add on. We we need more space. Can I can I do that for Chill Boys? Sure. Why not? I want long underwear. Oh. I want Chill Boys long underwear. Okay. That's not a Guys, bad idea. Get on it. Pitter patter. Let's get at her. Get it done. That's not a bad idea, Kenny. Acquiesce. Uh, go to chillboys.com, by the way. You can see their entire selection. My personal favorite are the bamboo boxer briefs. That's the most comfortable pair, I personally believe. Uh, but all orders, by the way, that are over $40, those ship fast and free throughout the entire United States. Go online, deal with the best customer service team around, led by Julie, of course. And please place your order and let them know that you heard about it right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Hold on to your hats. Here comes a shocker. Sea I can't foam. wear mine indoors. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, hold on to your britches. There we go. Uh, your, uh, your chill boys. Sea foam is a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Here it is. Here's the shocker. At least it was for me anyway. Cars and trucks account for the majority of sea foam use and small engines represent the rest. Who knew? I never would have guessed, but it is cheap insurance against injector issues and huge shop bills. I've already administered sea foam high mileage treatment to my truck. It's a, it's about to hit Such. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I'm about to hit 91,000 on that baby. That's just uh, brand new. That's brand new with sea foam. For, yeah, uh, and it's just a little added long-term care in the hopes of keeping it clean and happy and out of the shop. Now, Such, I know you've been adding uh, seafoam to the British heaps you own when you put them to bed for the winter, but please, take my advice. I'm advising you, run it all summer long just to keep those jets clean, especially since they're not daily drivers. It, it's I think a I'm gonna good add idea. A, I think I'm going to add a dollop or two this summer all year long. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a good idea. We've all been using it for years on our small engines, and uh, my seafoam story this week is how it saved me some repair money on my auger before I fired it up for the first time in two years. I dumped out the old gas, made sure the carb was dry, put in fresh gas, started it up, warmed it up, then added a big, like Such would say, a big dollop of seafoam to the gas and ran her hard and wide open, and the seafoam worked its voodoo magic. For the first time in years, I don't have to run it with the choke on. It's a combustion miracle, and it's available everywhere, from here in Gumption County all the way down to Mar-a-Lago and out to the left coast. So don't go worrying about trying to find it. Your local NAC hardware, Fratalones, all over the uh, Twin Cities, convenience stores, gas stations, big box stores, little grocery stores, bait shops, you name it. It's everywhere, and like ZZ Top says, it's nationwide. It's Seafoam, a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. You know, a couple of days ago, I told you about the rash of car burglaries in broad daylight in a neighborhood bound on the east by Fairview, on the south by Randolph, on the west by Cleveland, and on the north by St. Clair. About six or seven cars taken. And that led us to the, to the realization that, of course, people should not leave a car unattended while it's running. Okay, now you got the Talbots thing. I got two kids I used to have who live in St. Paul. And I, I can never get them to have a serious talk about this, but I don't know what keeps them in the city. Uh, I the, what is the allure? Uh, and then their is it answers, close proximity to each other, including that, you guys. That I think, and the uh, uh, the allure might be not having long commutes, not not right. having to drive to like you do, Reeves, or to, mm -hmm. you know, out to Woodbury or whatever. I, I, yeah. they, they've become full-blown fans of urban living. And I keep telling them, uh, your burdens will continue. We are not politically led very well at all. And you're going to continue to experience these problems. Well, so am I, for that matter. It's too late for me to worry about taking up 
the roost here and moving it somewhere else. That's not going to happen. But you know, they're they're young with really young families. You'd think they might want to they might want to look yonder, but they don't. They don't. And and these crimes are happening in their community, and they uh, they they seem to rock with it better than I do. They seem to roll along with it way better than I do. Well, maybe instead of worrying about them and urging them to move away, we should say, hey, you know, at least somebody's willing to stand up and fight for, for their neighborhood. And there's nothing to say that this is going to continue forever and ever, although we we're predicting it will. But there's been ups and downs along the years, and we're just experiencing a low point now. Maybe the, maybe they believe uh, what they're being sold by the governments. And- you know, last night I, I mentioned that I was I was in Northeast, and I, I what came back to me though was how cool of an area that was for such a long stretch of time. Still is, Chris. Yeah, it still is. But there's all that that sense of man, am I going to be in trouble being in this part of, of you know what I'm saying, Kenny? Yeah. That I My never. My kid lives up on Northeast, and he hasn't seen any incidents. Okay, cool. Because I, I mean, that's the first thing I thought of was that's such an that's such a cool, fun area of town. And yeah. and some of it's been lost because of what we've been dealing with for the past year. He he actually, Chris, is more comfortable and relaxed up there than he was down at our place on the south oh, side. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Maybe my attitude is backwards. Maybe I should be grateful that these young people love the city enough to stick with it. Maybe mm-hmm. I should be. They have great schools. They have great neighbors. Uh, I think neighborhoods remain one of the great strengths. Uh, one of the great strengths in St. Paul. Uh, maybe I, maybe I'm the backwards one. Maybe they're saying that maybe they think I'm uh, being anachronistic and trying to run from trouble. They're, they, they seem to think that the city is still the best place for them to be uh, and the most economical place for them to be. Uh, although they'll discover their property taxes <laughs> will not be terribly economical, but <clears throat> I think maybe I'm the one that's wrong. They're, uh, well, you, you know, Joe, they just have to be willing to take a punch because, you know, it could happen, and it's happening more and more frequently. Well, that but, lecture I will not stop giving. Uh, I give it every time I see them. Be aware yeah. of your surroundings. Right. You're right, and that's the one you should be giving. Don't pull up on the bumper in front of you. Give some, you know, give a little escape room. If you're sitting in your car, make sure the doors are locked. Don't be walking down the sidewalk looking at your cell phone. Head on a swivel, eyes yeah. looking at everybody. You know, uh, maybe that's the speech you should continue well, and, giving. And now get this advice. Well, you got to be careful before you go into Talbot's. See who's in there. Yeah, right. right. Isn't that well, something? We all, we all do, um, yeah. you know, and that's how my bride acts. Um, but they love the city for the same reason we do and did. Uh, there's no way you could convince me to live in the suburbs. No way. I'm not opposed to the suburbs, but I I have grown uh, spoiled by having no commute. It's just I right. find that to be delightful, you know. No, right. you do. And you everything's do have one, right huh? there. Right, everything's right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, a make believe. You have commute. a fake I take one. my pretend drive to work. Right. <laughs> that doesn't take long. You know. <laughs> you know what? The best part of the pretend drive to work is catching the uh, news, weather, and the traffic. And I'm always a bit amused by the traffic, thinking, well, that just is for people who are really driving to work. I don't really have to worry about that because I'm going to pretend drive to work. Let me tell you something. Times are tough for traffic reporters right now. uh, It's harder work than you can imagine coming up with something to talk about when there isn't any traffic. Oh, that was always the worst because you would always take (laughs) off the week between Christmas and New Year's when no one is on the bleeping road. I'm going, what am I supposed to report on? And Rook would say, ah, just make some crap up. Who cares? Have fun, dummy. (laughs) Well, the biggest traffic I've run into lately, and it wasn't difficult at all, was trying to get into the Grunhofer's parking lot in Hugo. Really? Because of the demand. You know, the new town ball. Meatloaf is out. There's a warning. There's a watch underway. Uh, Town ball meatloaf is now available. That went on the shelves at 3 p.m. last Friday. Uh, It's taking the country by storm. The brats, the steaks, the salmon. The bacon, the pork shoulders, you you name it. Whatever you want, they've got it, and it's going to be the best you've ever best you've ever tasted. The new edition is coming along just wonderfully, and uh, that'll be open soon. And it's really high tech freezers back there, and, and loading docks. And you you guys can't believe it. I got the tour. It's just fantastic. But again, uh, right now, 
That town ball meatloaf is taking the country by storm. I'm sure they're making enough because they realize that GLers have demanded this wonderful product and the Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats has responded in kind. Uh, You'll enjoy your stop there. If you haven't been there yet, man, you're in for a treat. It's wonderful, and you'll run into other GLers, too. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. It's on Highway 61. Where else? Right at the north end of Hugo. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Souchere. Here's a man that also has been introduced to Harmony Spirits like the rest of the Garage Logic team has. They are our go-to spirits made right here in Harmony, Minnesota. And if uh, you haven't tried yet, well, then you need to get on board because, first of all, the barrel-strength bourbon is just worth the price of admission alone. But they also have the gin, the vodka, the rum, uh, whiskey, all sorts of really cool craft spirits. And uh, this is what they would ultimately like you to do. Uh, Go into your local liquor store like you normally would and say, hey! You guys carry that Harmony brand that I keep hearing about on GL? Well, I have no idea. Then they go to their distributor, and then they get them into the store. That's how the Harmony brand is going to continue to grow, and it has because of all of you GLers going into your store and asking for them by name. Also, do us a favor and go to their website, HarmonySpirits.net, and sign up for their monthly newsletter. And what they do... Hey, Kate. Uh, they randomly select one winner each and every single month, and that person will get to select one bottle of Harmony Spirits for absolutely free. It's a great deal. They are great people, and please stop in and let them know you heard about it on GL. Brah. There's a guy in the uh, UK named Russell Jones who uh, is going viral. Viral. For a video of him walking down the street he's he's on one crutch with a cast on his right leg and he's limping and joining him is his dog bill who is absolutely mimicking the guy's limping out of sympathy apparently but this moron didn't know that so he took talk to the vet and spent 400 bucks on vet fees and x-rays only to discover nothing wrong with the dog the dog is sympathizing with you and it's just absolutely brilliant. The dog is mimicking the owner's walking. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with the dog. And, of course, what what world do we live in? The world of social media, the echo chamber of stupidity. So now he's getting, <laughs> now he's getting responses from all over the world saying, you better double check the vet you go to. There could be a thorn in his foot or there could be something else causing oh, his limping. Yeah, yeah. So there's always people ready to <laughs> deflate the goodness. All, there's already people out there that can't wait to throw a hole in this. No, that dog is mimicking his owner's suffering. So the dog hobbles alongside him. Yeah, because he's his buddy. What did you just call it, Joe? An echo chamber of Of stupidity. stupidity. I wonder what these folks would say to me. I've been uh, hanging out with Kate, my dad's lab, since uh, December 1st, and She's up to 10 cigars a day now. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. She copies Kenny. <laughs> she's a really local bar where she has her own seat? <laughs> yeah, she's got an issue, man. She's hacking and coughing and yeah. farting. <laughs> oh, that's a wonderful, uh, that just shows you dogs, brah. Dogs, brah. Oh, man. Dogs are yep. cool, brah. Dogs are cool. I remember stopping in. Kenny, you reminded me of something. I remember stopping in at a watering hole. This would have been, I don't know, two or three years ago. And I was in, oh, it was on the Dum Dum Run. That's what it was uh, in South Dakota. And I stopped in to grab, you know, a burger and, and something to drink. And they had a giant dish next to the bar. Yeah. And I said, oh, they, oh that's for, I forget the name of the town dog. He just yeah. comes in, oh, grabs a drink. Town dog. Yeah, yeah. And then he just, it was, it was, uh, where was I? Outside of Wall, South Dakota, I believe I was. Garage Logic has a town dog, two cycle. Two cycle. Yeah, yep. wanders around all the time, hangs out at the neck. See, let me ask you something about the Dum Dum Run. Yes, sir. When was that again? That was December 15th. I left Los Angeles of 2019, so just okay, over so a year ago. That was a pre-COVID run then? Yes, it was. Okay. That was pre-COVID. I was thinking it was more like last February, and I was going to ask you a bunch of COVID questions. No, it was, uh, it was, I left December 15th, and I got home December 17th. Uh, it was about a, what, 30... What did we tabulate, Kenny? 38 hours? I don't know, but you surprised us all. Um, yeah, much respect to you. That was fun. I would do it again but, in a heartbeat. 
but what you were you were doing you were driving through the open country we all remember oh, oh it was everything so much was fun. open everything yeah, that's go ahead sorry that's what inspired us to do the gl road trip and we were yeah. working on it setting it up and then covid came crashing in but i will say that that just that picturesque drive through the mountains of utah and oh my goodness was that fantastic but do you know how fortunate you are that you didn't get waylaid by a blizzard well i almost did remember i called you Oh, yeah. Because uh, I was driving, I was I was gonna I was desperately trying to get to Rapid City to spend the night, but all I could get to was Casper, Wyoming, right. and driving to Casper at that hotel, yeah. I could barely see where how the do you road like, was. How do you like the signs that say "chains required" and you don't have any, and no. you're from yeah. Flatland Country? Well, Kenny, I had called the mayor. Because the, the, the juice I had, the washer fluid, was from yeah. California, and it was freezing. So yeah. I couldn't even, you know, I couldn't wipe off my windshield. So I would stop, yeah. grab some snow, and just do that every couple of miles. <laughs> it, it doesn't seem to me that uh, bug juice in California would be any different than bug juice here. Well, it's, it's the non, no, it's the blue stuff that, not There's the, two strains of it, Joe. The blue yeah. stuff isn't good below zero. You got to get what oh, is the, the purple red stuff. stuff or the yeah purple stuff. I always get good. the purple stuff. Yeah. yeah, only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpamalanga, South Africa. Mm-hmm. From Tom Lyman, it's on this date in Minnesota history. On your January nineteenth podcast, you suggested that when we get back to the Twin Cities, you should have us in the studio. We would be thrilled to do so. Most likely, it will be another 16 to 20 months before we return to visit family and friends. On the same podcast, I think it was Kenny who said, are they missionaries? No, we are not. Below, I put a link to the March 20, 2012 post, A Dream is Born. Is it affordable? Are we crazy? And it's the story of why he and Mrs. Tom decided to take off. On this day in Minnesota history, in... uh, Come on. 1961. Sound it out. Well, I, you no, can do this it. One's, this one's astonishing to me. A fire destroys the Crosby family home, which had been built at the foot of Montreal in St. Paul and is now the site of Crosby Farm Park. I don't remember that. On this day uh, Wait, in Mont- 18... That's down on 7th? Montreal crosses 7th and goes straight down to the river. Down to the river? Yeah. Oh, huh. Yeah. Uh, On this day in uh, 1896, on a theatrical tour, Calamity Jane. Anybody know her real name? No. Jane? Yeah, I do. Uh, It's Jane. Oh, God. Jungle. Is it Jungle? Her name is. No, her name is Martha. Martha? Go ahead. Go ahead. Martha, Canary, Martha Cannery. Cannery. Book. Cannery. That's what it is. Jane appears Cannery. at the Palace Theater in Minneapolis dressed in the male attire of buckskin jacket and trousers and giving the people of the eastern cities an opportunity of seeing the woman scout who was made so famous through her daring career in the West and Black Hill countries. Calamity Jane. She could un- curse like no man on the planet. <laughs> she yeah. was a master with the yep. swear words. And on this day in 1981, Lowell, Lowell, Lowell Bruce Langan, who grew up in Odin, Minnesota, is one of the 52 hostages released from the American embassy in Tehran after being held by Islamic militants for 444 days during the Iran hostage crisis. Uh, Langan was charge d'affaires at the embassy. I remember that. I remember him being a Minnesotan and, and getting out on this day. In history, I have a question. Um, um, going back wait. to our conversation. Oh, did you have something about this, Kenny? I'm sorry. Yeah, this was there an inauguration uh, that year also, Such? Wasn't it Reagan? Didn't that, coinc- didn't that coincide with Reagan taking office? It must have, yeah. yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have asked. Now I have to look it up. Where's John when you need him? No kidding. Yeah. Reagan inauguration. Well, I was going to, speaking of the inauguration, I was going to go back to our conversation that oh, we had with it Michelle. Is, Jan- Sorry, Chris, no, January right. 20th, 1981. Okay, go ahead, Chris. Really? Sorry. Did she say yep. that there was not going to be a parade, that it was a virtual deal? Right, no parade, no parade. They're, they're showing right now, I have, I have Fox on in here, and there's a massive 
police escort. Is that something different or? That's uh, you're looking at that virtually. That's a virtual thing you're looking at. <laughs> so in other words, you have no idea. You're watching no, a deep no. fake. No, they no, don't. Clear. They bounce off. They they uh, they check out the military, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't they ins- they inspect? Because there yeah. are some serious cylinders on this mission right now. Holy cow! Yeah. Well, they're they're on their third rail, Chris. That's what we're seeing yeah. right now. A celebration. Can you get sea foam at Fratelloni's? I think you can. Of course you can. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, pretty much all. There's a number stores. of products from Seafoam, by the way. I bet Fred always has all of them. I got to stop yeah. in there because I need a new ice scraper. I broke. Well, that's my... a big project, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe let's see. What's the farthest away Fred Aloni's I can go to on my ride home today? <laughs> Somewhere up around Forest Lake. <laughs> yeah, right. Can I go? Shoreview. Wow, there's one in White Bear. Oh, White there Bear. we go. White Bear. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. <laughs> right on your way to the Grand and. Uh, oh wait a minute. EcoFun and. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Oh, that means a meatloaf warning. Well, you have to the issue a sounder. Was, the warning was issued earlier this week. I'm just wondering if today should actually be the day that I run up to the grund or not. No, we've been under a war- we've been under a watch. It's when you go that we have to issue the warning. All right, there it is. I'm making the run today. I'm gonna have to get that two- new town ball. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get the town ball meatloaf breath. Yeah, it's going to have to happen today. Get a pack of Kenny's Big Belly Burgers, too. <laughs> they are good. Yes, they are. All right. Are we done here, fellas? <coughs> I think so. Peace be unto us, GLers. No doubt. Inauguration day. Hey, uh, GLers, thanks to all of you, by the way, that have subscribed to us on our YouTube channel. We've doubled our audience on YouTube in just a couple of days, boys. Uh, all you have to do is uh, just hit the subscribe button if you have an account on YouTube, and that will help us out. We're starting to post multiple videos a day on the Garage Logic uh, YouTube channel. Also, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find all the links to the social accounts at the website, which is, of course, garagelogic.com. And don't forget, all this month, you can win a Garage Logic sweatshirt just by listening with the Pod MN app. Download it on your Apple or Android device today. We'll catch you tomorrow. Chris, hurry up. Kate needs a heater. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry, Kate. Smoke break time. Mm.